Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode number 12 of the Believe in Minnesota Football Podcast, presented by the Believe Podcast Networks. I'm your host, Tony Liebert, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tony, L-I-E-B-E-R-T. For today's episode, I will be previewing the Gophers Week 8 matchup with the 4-2 Maryland Terrapins. Um, I'll talk about... Their quarterback, Talia Tunkavailoa, and what makes him successful. Um, I'll talk about the rest of the Maryland roster, um, its strengths and weaknesses, uh, what makes their head coach, Mike Loxley, or uh, what has he built um, in College Park, and what the Gophers' path to victory might look like on Saturday afternoon. Quick info on Maryland. They are 4-2 this year. Uh, They opened the season with a 30-24 win over West Virginia. They blew out uh, FCS program Howard by 62 in Week 2. Sneaked by Illinois in Week 3 by 3-20-17. Beat Kent State 37-16 the following week. And then the last two weeks, they've suffered their first two losses a home blowout, 54-14 loss to Iowa, and then they got blown out um, in Columbus, 66-17 against Ohio State. Um, Their head coach, Mike Loxley, is in his second stint with Maryland, his third season. He was previously the interim head coach a few years back, but he is 10-19, now had now midway through his third season. Um, odd fact was he, he was kind of the first of the Alabama offensive coordinators to uh, get a job the following year, kind of like Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian. Um, pl- some players to watch for Maryland. Uh, you got their quarterback, Talia Tungavailoa. Um, they have... Uh, former five-star wide receiver, now his their number one option. We'll get into that later, but wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett. And they like to use their running back, Tayon Fleet-Davis. Um, so some season storylines. Um, two of their number one and three receivers are out for the year. Uh, Dante Demas Jr. suffered a season-ending injury in that game against Iowa. And Ja'Shawn Jones 
uh, recently was out for the year after the Ohio State game. So on the season, Maryland is averaging 30 points per game on offense, which is 50th in the country. Um, They're averaging 311 passing yards per game, 16th in the country. Um, 136.2 rushing yards per game, which is 87th in the NCAA. Um, On the defensive side of the ball, um, they are allowing 29 points per game, which is 88th best in the country. Um, Passing-wise, it's 260.8 yards per game. They allow through the air, which is 104th best, um, and 126.3 rushing yards per game, which is 40th best. Kind of on the season, the obviously big two uh, games for Maryland has been those two blowout losses to Iowa and Ohio State. Um, so it, it's really, at this point in the season, it's they uh, had those two massive wide receiver injuries, but were those two losses just saying how good Iowa and Ohio State was, or was it saying how bad Maryland is? So... I guess we'll find out this week when they take on the Gophers. Um, Last year when uh, the Gophers played Maryland, it was that interesting game uh, night before Halloween. Um, The Gophers lost 44-45 after a missed extra point in overtime. I believe that was week two. Um, Their quarterback, Talia, had... 450 total yards of offense and five touchdowns. And thankfully, Jake Funk, their running back, now on the Rams, uh, he burned the Gophers 250 total yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. So hopefully uh, we quickly forget that game and maybe some extra motivation to prove that loss wrong with almost the whole team back from last year. Um, So now going deeper into the Maryland roster. So at quarterback, they got the brother of Tua, brother of Miami Dolphins quarterback, um, Talia Tungavailoa. Um, This is now his second full season as starter, if you count last year. Um, This year he's averaging his completion percentage on the year is 72.1%. Pretty good. Um, he's averaging the 18th most, or he's totaled the 18th most passing yards in the country at 1,776, which comes out to 296 per game. Um, he has 14 touchdowns and eight interceptions on the year. Um, he had five against Iowa. Uh, that was just a crazy game, but, and then he had two last week against Ohio State. Um, so overall, he's not a running threat, really, uh, other than last year, I think he had like 50 rushing yards against the Gophers in a touchdown. He technically has negative four rushing yards on the season, if you include um, the negative yards gained on sacks. So he's definitely athletic enough to take a few runs, but definitely not something the Gophers need a game plan for. Um, him obviously having a big name, being the brother of uh, Tua, He's in the spotlight, uh, kind of a polarizing quarterback in the conference. A lot of people think he was really overrated. Some people think he's underrated. Um, I, I think he's kind of properly rated. He's just a middle-of-the-pack quarterback in the conference. He's not one of the worst, not one of the best. Kind of in that like 7-9 to nine range if you rank every quarterback in the conference, I think. 
I definitely would take Tanner Morgan ahead of him on his best day. Um, but uh, he's clearly talented enough to uh, take over a game. Um, now that Maryland's missing both or two of their top three receivers, it'll be tougher to do the rest of the year. Um, but definitely a guy that the Gophers shouldn't overlook while game planning for this game. Um, as for the running backs, uh, the Terrapins like to lean heavily on senior uh, Tayon Fleet-Davis. He is leading the team with 55 carries, 338 rushing yards, and four touchdowns. Um, he's the fourth leading receiver, now technically the second healthiest leading receiver. Um, he has 18 catches for 145 and a touchdown on the year. Um Maryland uh, predominantly likes to just use him. Uh, there's three other guys with 100-plus uh, rushing yards on the season. But I, I, it'll be a, a large dose of Teon Fleet-Davis. Pretty talented running back. Um, Maryland likes to pass the ball, but obviously with both those receivers out for injury, I could see them leaning more heavily on the running game. Uh, even though the Gophers have done so well, and they're one of the, now one of the best run defenses in the country, I could see uh, Fleet Davis being heavily evolved, heavily involved in this game. So as for the rest of the offensive weapons, as for wide receivers and tight ends, um, sophomore wide receiver Raheem Jarrett will be the number one guy the rest of the season. Um, he's second on the team with 22 catches, 319 and five touchdowns. Now number one out of healthy players. Um, he coming out in 2020, he was the number 27 player in the country, um, according to 24/7 Sports, five-star recruit, uh, from the Maryland area. So that's why he ended up there. Um, but super talented receiver. Um, he'll only get better and more and more involved now with uh, their number one option out and number three option out. As for the rest of the guys, uh, both their tight ends have over um. Over 100 receiving yards this year. Uh, Chigozai Mokanwu uh, has over 100, and Corey Deitches. So I would, I'd imagine both those guys will get more involved uh, with their injuries at the receiver position. Uh, Daryl Jones is the only other receiver with 100 plus yards on the season. Um, so they'll obviously look for younger and, and more inexperienced guys to step up, but I think it'll be. Uh, a lot of targets to Rakeem Jarrett. Um, I'm interested. The Gophers typically don't do the uh, the shadow method. They don't have one corner on their number one guy. Um, I wonder if that'll be different this game, being that their number one guy is so such their number one guy, like they really don't have another option now um, if Coney Durr sticks with him the whole game. But... Um, it should be interesting. Uh, with so many injuries, it's not a huge strength of their team now that once was one of the better uh, wide receiver rooms in the conference. But uh, Jarrett's definitely a name to watch out for. As for the rest of the offense, up front on the offensive line, uh, Maryland's returning three starters from last year. Um, Redshirt junior left tackle Jalen Duncan. Um, definitely the the leader on their offensive line, um, all Big Ten player probably, NFL draft pick, 
Um, as for the rest of their starters up front, they start two sophomores at left guard and center, and right guard is a senior, and right tackle is a junior. Um, definitely not a huge strength on this team, not a weakness. Um, but their offensive line has been competent this year, to be honest, at least. Um, so the Gophers definitely, I think, have an advantage, but uh, it's not a wide one as it has been in some games. Um, as for the defensive side of the ball, Maryland likes to run a 3-4. Um, they got two seniors and a redshirt junior on their uh, on up front across the line. Um, senior defensive end, um, Sam O. I won't try to pronounce his last name. He leads the team with five sacks, so that's a guy to watch out for on defense. Um, as for the linebacking court, uh, they've kind of been banged up all year. Uh, freshman linebacker Brandon Jennings is likely to return to this game against the Gophers from injury. Um, he is tied with um, sophomore Ruben Hypolite with 18 tackles, which is highest out of the linebacking group on the team. Um, both of those guys should be involved a lot. And then... Um, the redshirt uh, junior outside linebacker, uh, Darrell and Shami, is out for the season after he suffered a season-ending injury last week against um, Ohio State. He was tied for second on the team with three sacks. So this team has kind of been riddled with injuries all year. That's clearly a theme. And then as for the back end of the defense in the secondary, um, junior Nick Cross and senior Jordan Mosley, I think, is one of the better safety duos in the conference. Um, Cross is number two on the team with 28 tackles, and Mosley is number one with 29. Cross has two picks on the year. Um, sophomore cornerback uh, Tarheeb Steele is tied for second on the team with 28 tackles. And uh, Jacorian Bennett and... Isaiah Hazel are the other two starters. Uh, Jacorian Bennett on the outside and Hazel at the nickel position. Um, they allow 260.8 passing yards per game, so it might seem like a, a strength on their teams uh, based on the individual statistics, but they can't be really that good. Um, and when we talk about the Gophers' path to victory, I could see uh, them attacking the secondary and having a rather similar game plan than they did against Nebraska, but um, we'll get into that later, obviously. Um, as for Mike Loxley, the Maryland head coach, um, he's kind of an interesting uh, head coach in the Big Ten. Um, like I said, this is now his third year with uh, the Terrapins. Um so he's kind of been a huge uh, recruiter. A uh, lot of uh, big-name guys in big classes already in his third season. Um, his class next year ranks 18th in the NCAA. Uh, they, are, they already have a five-star linebacker signed and four four-star players. Then in 2020, they were 31st, and they had Rakeem Jarrett, a five-star. His first recruiting class was 47th. So... I never want to speculate about another guy's job, but definitely could be a bag man situation. Now, now with the NIL, I don't know how more prevalent that will be, but uh, 
kind of weird that Maryland football is getting all these high-end recruits. Uh, but that's besides the fact. Uh, as for on-the-field coaching, Loxley's had a very interesting career. Um, the 09-08, or 08, so 09-10, um, from 2009 to 11, he had he was the head coach at New Mexico, and he only had two wins, 26 losses, which is just obviously putrid. Um, and then he kind of bounced around off after that and ended up being the Maryland interim head coach in 2015 where he went 1-5. and five. And then he, he was the Alabama OC for two years from 2017 to 2018. And obviously had success there. And now he's uh, at Maryland as the head coach. And in the past three years, he's been 10 and 19. Um, so he obviously must be a well-respected name in coaching circles um, because he really hasn't had much on-field success at all. Um, and now his seventh season as a head coach he only has uh, 13 wins, which is just terrible. That's just very odd. But so he's only 51 years old still. Uh, he's not from Maryland, so I don't know why Maryland's infatuated with him. He's kind of just a weird uh, coach in the Big Ten, to be honest. I, he is it, just a very, very weird guy. But... Um, so as we look for the Gophers' path to victory on Saturday, um, if I was uh, P.J. Fleck, if I was making the game plan, I would try my hardest to do the exact same thing that uh, the Gophers did last week. Um, I, I'd make Tungavailoa uncomfortable, just like they did to Adrian Martinez. It's a little different because Martinez is so effective on his feet, and the Gophers try to make him make uh, him beat them with his arm. Kind of almost the opposite you want to do with Tungavailoa, but uh, just make him uncomfortable and force him into bad situations. I think the Gophers did a great job doing that with Martinez. Um, they need to have a, a balanced uh, offensive game plan like they did last week. Um, that, I think that was the most balanced uh, run pass attack they've had all season. Got to let uh, Tanner cook, uh, kind of like how the Cowboys said let Russ, or not the Cowboys, the Seahawks said let Russ Wilson cook a few years ago. I think you got to let Tanner cook. He he cooked last week, and it ended up paying off good for you. They turned away from it after those first two or the first two picks in the second half. Um, but in the first half, when you opened the playbook for him, your offense was moving the ball at will. So just open it up again, let him cook, feed Chris Ottman Bell like you did last week. That was when your offense was at its best that it's been all season. Open up the playbook, feed Crab, get Mike Brown-Stevens involved, get Dalen Wright involved. Daniel Jackson will likely be back this week. Let's get the passing game cooking again. When Like almost uh, now with Moe and Trey Potts out for the season, how most teams like to uh, set up the run to set up the pass. I, I think at this point, the Gophers, if they set up the pass, it'll set up the run. Um, I, they, it kind of happened last week 
the running game was more effective in the second half than the first half because Nebraska had to respect the Gophers' passing attack. So uh, I hope that they do a similar thing like they did last week offensively, but I, I obviously you never know with this coaching staff, but um, one can only hope. As for the defensive side of the ball, um, the got to let the defensive line dominate again. When it, They've been on a roll since the Colorado game, and when you get the level of production that the Gophers have had from their front seven and more specifically their defensive line, it makes the rest of the defense, defense's job super easy. Uh, when the defensive line's dominating, it makes Jack Gibbons and Sori Marin look like great linebackers because they just got to clean up the mess or anyone that got through the defensive line. Um, the secondary keeps improving. Um, and even though there's so many injuries in the uh, – Maryland pass catchers, it'll still be a, a good test this week from a team that loves to pass the ball. Um, but everything that I said, it seems like the Gophers have a pretty clear advantage on both sides of the ball. So I think this is really a trap game because uh, Maryland is talented enough to give the Gophers a game. Uh, they're reeling after two losses. Uh, all the momentum is against them. The Gophers are riding high after two wins. Maryland's riding low. Um, the, the Gophers need to make sure not to look ahead of this game because they got Northwestern and Illinois the next two weeks. They think, oh, this is practically like three bye weeks in a row until Iowa. They need to make sure to beat up on these three teams before they go into Iowa City. They can't look ahead of this game. Maryland has the talent to beat them. I personally don't think they will beat them, but the Gophers need to know that they can, and they need to be prepared for this game and play like they have the last two weeks, and there should be no problem. Um, I think that's all I got for today's episode. I appreciate you listening once again. Row the boat, Skyuma, and go Gophers. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.